welcome back everybody for Doms and Dungeons. I'm so excited. This is Simone. I actually have a very special guest today. I know I've talked a lot about Kinky Game Night and um, I actually have the founder, the creator, the woman that's powerful as she is here today. So I have a lady named Siren. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I just want to thank my mom. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Hi, Simone. Thank you Hi, so Boo. much. <laughs> you have always shown so much love. That was a phenomenal introduction. <laughs> I'm taking notes so that I can send that to other people who yeah. not go on their podcast. Like, look, this, this is the standard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes. So I'm so excited because for people who I guess who don't know, Kinky Game Night was my first experience um, as far as like a, I want to say kink event um, that just really kind of, I guess, opened my eyes to what the other world could like, especially for people of color. So Mm. I... Thank you, because obviously you pretty much slapped me right up in this world. So and then I just kind of ran with it. So but we're going to take it even further <laughs> back. Um, what would you say? What do you consider yourself as in this space in general? Um, hmm. That's a good question. You know, honestly. <sighs> definitely like a submissive. Um, a subby first. Um, and I always just sound like I'm just very a kinkster, you know, because I'm just uh-huh. pretty open hearted. I don't think that I like extremely resonate to like any one particular thing mm-hmm. um, where I would be like, oh, you know, like I'm definitely a dom. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely a rope bunnier, you know, but like, will I do I enjoy getting tied up? Sure. You know, like, do I like wax play and temperature play hell yeah you know um do I like a good spanking yes but more on the central side not too much sadist right um so I I I like the the energy you know like I'm I don't know I'm an energist there you go make something up I'm an energy yeah just and so that energy will flow whether it's with men women whoever just more so whoever you're vibing with yeah, I mean, I definitely love penis. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm definitely more like hetero um, attracted, but I can, um, I, you know, I, I think that, of course, you know, fems are fucking amazing, you know, like yeah. you wouldn't catch a vibe. So before even knowing and getting into te- wax play and temperature play and those kinds of things, how did you get into kink in the first place? Uh, oh, man. Um, so like definitely just my journey um, in that, you know, like being open hearted and being like, you know, I was really, really, really I went through like this journey of like, man, you know, like trying to. I called it like learning the language of my body. You know, I would always be like, I'm learning the language of my body. And so I was just so preoccupied with placing myself in, uh, you know, spaces where sensuality could be celebrated. Um, mm-hmm. I was like nudist for a long time. Technically, I'm still a nudist. I don't go to as many experiences and stuff like that, but I'm always going to be a nudist at heart. Um, so while I was like in this, you know, I guess like beginner's phase of like nudism and like sensuality and like finding myself and like all of these things, um, I was producing events. I was curating events. It started off as like conversations. I would host like these interactive forums that like Mm -hmm. included games. And then from there, I you know, was like, oh, let's do like a kinky game night. But see, at the time when I first did kinky game night, I wasn't thinking about kink the culture. I, it was actually more like freaky than it was ah. kinky, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was more like, ooh, like, like, you know, like just doing stuff for the sake of like body celebration and pleasure, pleasure celebration. But of course, the name kinky game night right. brought out Axel Kingston. 
characters. And so I learned about kink through kinky gay night, ironically. Ah, okay. So it just kind of like, was it intentionally starting off as more of like a play party and then it just kind of evolved into more kink or what do you No, so it wasn't even a play party. So the first like year and a half of kinky gay night was actually not play friendly. It was, it was literally like a body positive experience you know yeah. where like it was more like you know like oh you licking nipples off you know like licking with cream off the nipples and you know just doing like just kind of like shock factor things and just like yeah like embrace yourself like get naked and do this yeah. and do that and be sexy but it wasn't actual like hardcore kink now of course we did have things like you know handcuffs and like whips and stuff like that but it wasn't from an understanding of kink. It was more like freaky, you know, like, ooh, yes. I like to get handcuffed. And, because we didn't know, like, the terminology and stuff of it, you know? It was right, just like right. all these type of things. This is why in Kinky Game Night, I always say, like, everyone's technically a kinkster. Because even, again, like, when I first started Kinky Game Night, did I, like, handcuffs? Yes. Did I know that it would be considered bondage? No, you know? Mm, like, yeah. But it is. So it's like... And I think because of like the way that I came into kink, that is why kinky game night is able to reach the type of demographic that it does. Like a lot of people that are not traditional kinksters or a lot of people that wouldn't like typically identify as kinksters, they come out and give kinky game night a chance. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is because of, you know, like my particular uh, curation style, because I kind of just, kink kind of came into my lap, you know, like a, so it was like, it was these things that I was doing. I didn't know that they, I didn't know that there was terminology for it that right. would fall in the kink world, but I was still doing it naturally. And so I market kinky game night like that as well. Of like, hey, 9.8 times out of 10, you probably do something kinky. You just right. don't know the terminology <laughs> of it, you know? And so right. that, that helps people to be comfortable and be like, oh, okay, like, wow. So like there's different levels to kink. And like, maybe I'm at a level one, and I don't have to ever get to that level 10, but the fact that I am at a level one means that this is my community too. This is my culture too, you know? So it's right. inclusive to that. And I think that that is why Kinky Gay Night is able to reach the type of individuals that we are able to reach. What What would you say to somebody who maybe is interested into kink or just maybe just interested to anything sexual in general what would you yeah. say is a good way to, I guess, come to the event? Or if they were scared to come to the event, what advice would you give them? Mm, so I would tell them that do not compare yourself to other people because this is your journey. You know, think about it like you're creating a story. So we're going to set out all these different plots. But at the end of the day, you get to pick up what you want to pick up and you get to create your narrative. You know, right. and it's not about your narrative looking like the next person's. It's about your narrative feeling intuitively aligned with yourself. So that might look like you just trying to drink, you know, like the silent yeah. energy drink and dancing, you know, and being like, wow, like I just like the the aura of the space. I just like the, the aesthetic, everyone around me, everything that's happening around me. And that might be your kink style. That's it. You're a voyeur. That's all. And right. That's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to move from there. You can stay there. You know, like sometimes it's just about being in a space of freedom, knowing that it exists, being able to visualize, you know, put imagery to something that, you know, that you're cut that, that you connect with, you know, so it could be there. Um, or it could be, you know, something else you know like maybe you're a person who's like man you know I just want to feel pain you know I just want my balls to be kicked and it's like (laughs) cool get those balls kicked you know but at the end of the day it's about you and the person that's a voyeur does not need to go trying to get their balls kicked and a person that want to get their balls kicked don't need to reserve themselves to just looking you know it's like every Every narrative is beautiful. Um, Like I saw a meme yesterday that said like, you know, comparison is the death of beauty because flowers are beautiful, but so are sunsets and they look nothing alike. Mm -hmm. So, you know, same thing in kink and just, you know, your journey with yourself in general, your journey is beautiful and so is everyone else's, but they're not going to look anything the same and that's okay. Yeah. 
I love that. I love that because I think that, especially from the outside looking in, like you, I know for me, when I first came in, I had so many questions. I'm pretty sure I DM'd you like 5,000 questions. <laughs> I just <laughs> want to be I enjoy. I enjoy that. <laughs> it's like, okay, is, is this going to happen? And then, but at the same time, like, I also wanted to know the element of surprise. Like yes. it was great to see like snippets of different artists and the different types of, I guess, demonstrations that were going to be there. But also yes. it was just nice to know that, okay, well, I also that was my first time wearing lingerie out in public so knowing oh, like, I'm love pretty it. sure one of the questions I asked you was like are there gonna be my other plus size there because <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> I'm like, the only one with my jiggly bits out <laughs> oh my goodness but what's the thing the thing about it though is that you were um great you know like I feel like you came very open hearted you know um yeah. you came and you played, yeah, you know, like you were like, uh, you played, you know, yeah. literally. So it's like, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this full force. And I just, whatever happens, it'll be great. And I think I just wanted, I wanted the experience to be whatever the experience was supposed to be. And I think that the reason that's, I like the King Space so much is because in my regular life, I feel like it's kind of controlled and yes. I am very limited on how expressive or non-expressive I am, whether it's with the person or just in business, whatever. But yes. in that space, I really can just be and that feels great to just be in that moment because everybody else is just themselves too. And if, you know, if you find someone with a commonality and um, a kink commonality, then that's great. If you don't, it's like, okay, no judgment, enjoy it and keep it moving. Like it's just, it's, I don't yeah. know, it's a very different feeling. At least you know you're around people that's equally yoked. What right. I do like about like, just like, you know, like um, safe kink spaces in general or like pleasure positive spaces in general that are vetted is that, you know, everyone literally just gets to be themselves. You don't have to yeah. be your career. You don't have to be your occupation. You don't have to be your income level. You don't have to be any of those things. You just get to be yourself. And that is a luxury because in the, you know, in the outside world, a lot of times you do have to be those things. You know, you yeah. have to be all of these. You have to be that first. You know, people are going to come ask you, hey, what do you do? You know, like they're trying right. to place. They're trying to see, figure out where they're going to position you in their lives and how they're going to value you. But in the kink world, people don't care about what you do. Right. They care about you. You know, they're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you like? Oh, okay. I've never heard of that before. And then it's also like an educational opportunity because you're you're just exposed to so much and you're exposed to so many different I guess, varieties of sexual openness. And so it also evokes conversation because it could be the only time that you're actually sitting there with someone who may be interested in that particular type of kink. It's so true. And um, and I think that kink always opens up your imagination because you never know what people are into yeah. based on them, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I have met people when I'm like, oh shoot, this should be there. Oh, you kinky. You kinky kinky, you know. And they just look like they like to go, you know, put daisies in their basket right. or something. Like they just <laughs> gallop in the fields, put daisies. It's like Daisy, please, dicks with your gang banging ass. Right. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. So do you combine um your freeness in the kink world into your regular vanilla world? Um, so it's so interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I do in the sense of, um, you know, I definitely let my partner know that, you know, I prefer to be in a more subspace, you know, like, um, and I will communicate with them just like my particular, needs you know like I don't like to initiate sex you know like I always like to be chased sexually you know like it's yeah. just something and I like to be disciplined not too hard but you know in a way that's like oh I was bad oh yes let me out daddy yeah. <laughs> you know like 
I love that, you know, so um, they they definitely are receptive to that. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it can be a learning curve, especially if a person has not been exposed to kink, yes. you know, it could be like, you know, a learning curve for them to figure out like how to, you know, get into that type of space where they can allow you to be in a subspace because it can be new to people, you know? Right. Oh, 1,000%. Um, yeah, so I definitely do, you know, because I'm not big on, like, separating, like, the kink from vanilla because I think that the pillars of kink are, like, actually brilliant. I talk about this all the time. Like, kink culture is actually pretty amazing because kink culture is built on things that people in the vanilla world struggle with, you know, like right. vetting, you know, vetting is just like taking time and consideration about who you're bringing into your life, you know, uh, negotiations, that's boundaries, that's yeah. knowing how to communicate, effective communication, you know, um, trust and vulnerability, like you have to trust and be vulnerable. And King Space is just considering, you know, like the level of intimacy that can be involved right. in the type of elements that you're playing with. So, you know, do I incorporate King? Absolutely. I look to King for my vanilla world because I think that people who are like really in King culture are some of the most emotionally intelligent people that there are, you know? Yeah. You have to be. I was actually talking to someone the other day about, um, and he brought up that, you know, he believes that a dom and sub relationship is more trusting than some regular relationships because there is a space of vulnerability and things that you would probably do with your dom that you wouldn't necessarily do with your partner. And I said, you know, for me, what I want in my life is to be able to have both. Like, I want my future husband to be my dumb. I also want to be exactly. that open and vulnerable with him and be able to tap into that subspace with him just as much as he would if he was just my husband walking down the street. You know what I mean? I agree. And I think you have to manifest that, you know, like you, the, and that's where, that's why I don't believe in the differentiation between this is kink and this is vanilla. Like, no, mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm all about kinking in daily life. Like, how do I kink in daily life? Well, I vet, I negotiate, you know, I uh, communicate, I'm, and I, I deal with the people that I can trust and be vulnerable with, you know, right. like that. That is kink, because if you have those elements, then the rest makes sense. The rest falls into place. If I trust you and I'm vulnerable with you, if I vetted you and I've negotiated with you, why can I not explore you get those elements with you you get what right. I'm saying so it's like if you really practice kink then there's no need to like like separate the two you know right. like if you practice the pillars of kink then you would kink in daily life you know because the people in your world are vetted so right. that they can so you can do that and I think um, not, not even just relationships you could also do it in friendships because <clears throat> maybe not necessarily in just a sexual way, but just in terms of vetting and setting boundaries of what you will and will not tolerate within a friendship. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like kink, kink is like when you really focus on just the pillars of kink and that's what, you know, kinky game night will be focusing a lot on this year, you know, which is why we've altered some of the branding um, just as far as like wanting to focus more on like the vetting of things because <laughs> You know, we really want to focus on that, the pillars of kink, you know, because I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, there's no point in you coming and spending $150 to come to the experience and have a good time on a Saturday night. But then in your real life, you have no boundaries. You're mentally yeah. depleted because, you know, it's like, are, what are we really talking about here? You know, you, you know, like a lot of kink spaces, they, uh, promote we promote like we're realms of freedom you know this is a space of freedom and it's like okay yeah but like if you're not if if you're not taking tangible skill sets away right. that you can apply in real life you can't kink in real life with the pillars of kink what are we really talking about here that's not freedom that's illusion you know right. and I don't want to create I don't want to create spaces of illusion so I've been really you know 
trying to repurpose and, you know, focus on that element, you know, making sure that, yes, people come and they have a good time, but, you know, King Game Night is not just a Saturday night experience to have a good time, you know, it's like, I actually want people to walk away with tangible skill sets, you know, because the kink culture is, it's a great teacher. Yeah. It is. So what are some things you, that, you're kind of so just to kind of give a little backstory so I my original Kiki game night experience was in LA and LA experience um had um someone who did shibari someone who did breath play and I'm pretty sure there was someone else but I don't remember I was so fascinated by Orpheus Black and his breath play demonstration I had never seen anything like that in my life yeah I don't know what else happened Yes, yes, yes. He he is, I mean, he's amazing. You know, um, Orpheus has definitely put so many years, so much time and consideration and discipline to his craft, and it shows. It's mesmerizing. You know, yeah. him and his family, they're mesmerizing. Yeah. Um, so I remember the demonstrations and then of course there were a bunch of different games and things like that. There was a um like a play space where I think that was also me the first time me seeing people in just regular relationships in BDSM space because there were a lot of couples who had like their own little little bags with you know their own you know whips or floggers or things like that right and they brought with them which I thought was dope because I had never seen that in real life before right um, and so and then translating over to the Dallas um the Dallas party last year, I thought it was great too, because same thing. I remember it also had someone doing Shibari there, but I also remember the playroom last year. <laughs> no, Epic. Dallas was, uh, yeah, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas brought an energy. Okay. Yeah. That is what I will say. <laughs> yeah. And Dallas honestly, that was my first time also at a kinky event in Dallas because every other event that I had been to so far was out of state. So it was like shocking. I was like, oh, we're capable of this here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I feel like now, though, there's all types of like kinky events popping up in Dallas. I see. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So what do you feel like will be different this time around? So <clears throat> for one, um, definitely like the curation of it, uh, really focusing, like I said, bringing in and making sure that people are walking away with those pillars. Like, yeah. um, so, oh my goodness, I went to trap karaoke. Oh, you did? How was it? Trap karaoke was brilliant. I was so inspired as a curator. And the reason why is because trap karaoke is a literal production, right? Like, mm -hmm. in the sense of, like, it's not... A monologue but it is loosely scripted it's a this is a show that they're taking you through like it's a show you know like they're right. making sure that they're hitting you know like there's a there's a a board somewhere in the background you get what I'm saying of like yep. okay at, at this point we go here make sure that we get here make sure we hit this and they take you to the things you know so like we have went through 90s r&b then we have went through sitcoms they took us through um you know like it was like the south and then it was like the east coast versus west coast like they took us through the, all the greatest like battles through history of like yeah. black music then you know toward you know a couple other things and towards the end they took you through like okay black church you know we had to see that yeah. Kirk Franklin <laughs> then they was all like but you know black people like white music too so then we was all in there singing Paramore's kind of yeah. stuff and then they it was and then they ended it I'm like and as I'm experiencing this I'm like this is a production and see here's the thing about it I got my degree in theater art so I know production oh. So I'm like, it looks and it feels like we just hear vibing, but like, no, they have mapped this out to the T. You get what I'm saying? On like, yeah. on like cues and stuff like that. And it's like, when you're a curator, you see that and you're like, ooh, I know what I'm supposed to be downloading here. And I downloaded it. Like they executed that perfectly. Yeah. So I feel like with Kiki Game Night, I want to make sure that that's incorporated. So I'll be, I'll be for sure bringing in a lot of my um, theater elements to make sure that like, okay, what are these elements that I want people to walk away with and making sure 
that they are properly executed production style. Now, of course, it, you know, that doesn't mean like, okay, this is a play. Like now we're scripted. Right, 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 right. Of course, it's going off the energy and synergy, but it's making sure of like, these are cue notes, you know, like this is cute. Okay, let's make sure that we're getting here. Let's make sure that these points are being made. Let's make sure they're downloading it so that you're able to track your actual progress. You're able right. to track, are you really feeding your kinky community with the things that you want to make sure that they're being nourished with? And you can only do that in a very intentional way. If it is, you get what I'm saying? You're, you're curating it in a way where all those things can be downloaded. Yeah. Um, so yes, kinky game night will be more production style. Um, and I'm really excited for that shift, especially because like I said, coming from theater arts, um, listen, honey, I love, uh, I love the good cues and I love a good showdown. So I'm really yeah. excited for it. Well, yes. I am very excited too. Plus the space um, that you guys have this time around looks super cute. I've actually never been there. I've been to. Really? Couple, yeah, I've never been. So I am definitely. I'm surprised. Forward. Yes, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I feel like you have been to so many different spaces now. So <laughs> your point of view is hella valid when yeah. it comes to music and spaces. You know, yeah. <laughs> been around the world. I, 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 <laughs> that's you when it comes to kink. I know. If I see an event, I'm like, ooh, what month is this? Okay, perfect. Let me block this off of my calendar and just hop on a plane. <laughs> Because it's, just, it's, it's the people, honestly, it's really the people that just keeps you, at least for me, it keeps me wanting to go and join because I love meeting new people. I love hearing stories. I love hearing how people like got into it and how they really like implemented it into their life. And I think in the beginning, when I first got into this space, I really wanted to keep it separate because I felt like mm, I didn't want to necessarily mess up my career. I didn't really want it to interfere with what I wanted to do long-term with my business. And what was your career before? Real estate. Oh, okay. Yes. So, uh, but surprisingly, since I've been more open about it, not only have I found fellow kinksters um, in business that I've done deals with, um, but I think it's also made me just more confident in general. And so I feel like I'm attracting, you know, better clientele on top of just better people overall. So yes, 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 really, really good for me, honestly, even this far as just like doing the podcast, one of the things that I remember talking to Adam with before this, it was where it was just an idea in my head. I was like, you know, I want to, because I do think I have a different perspective, but also I really do enjoy the people that I've met and I would also love to be able to give them a platform as well to constantly communicate and grow their own spaces, but yeah. also be able to talk about my own personal experiences, whether it's good, bad, whatever, and, you know, just kind of see what happens from there. And um, he was just like, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be good to hear your point of view because initially whenever I go to any of these events, I'm obviously very quiet at first. And I just kind of observe but then, you know, sometimes you just meet somebody sitting on the couch and next thing you know, you're taking shots. And the next thing you know, you just great conversation. Taking shots. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, next, you know, you're telling your whole life story and you just you just really connect with the people there. Because like you said before, it really is an, an, an unfiltered space. So it truly is. You really meet your tribe members, you know, so it's yeah. like you have your vibe and then you have your tribe. So like <clears throat> kinky game night will bring out people that's on a similar vibe. But within that similar vibe, you are going to find particular members. That's your actual tribe, like people right. that you can rock with all the time. 24 7 and it's so cool you know that doesn't take away from the vibe like you can get along with anyone in the vibe right but you also will have soul connections for your tribe you know and um and you'll find that there you know yeah so, really dope so before before king game night before really identifying as a kingster yourself what are some events or things that you did in the lifestyle space <clears throat> Um, so honestly, I actually did not go to a, my first like a kink event until maybe 
like last year. Really? I already been doing kinky game. Yeah, I had already been doing kinky game night for about two years before I went to an actual like experience outside of my own experiences. And have you ever had or have you ever done a scene with a dom? Um, not outside of kinky game. Now I have, but before it was all within kinky game night. That's really? the that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, kinky game night was curated just in my mind, but it yeah. wasn't trained. And that's why too, you know, it's so interesting. Like I have conversations with people all the time. And, you know, we we always have like conversations about like, you know, inspiration versus like imitation. And I'll right. be like, I can't relate because it's like, I personally don't go to people events and be like, well, I'm going to like try to book half their vendors and bring, like, I've never done that. I'm like, I've always scouted my own people, like everything in Kinky Game Night, I've just thought of, you know, like, yeah, I've been very yeah it was just like oh this makes sense oh this makes sense you know so like when people do that I'm like that's so weird like I can't relate but you know like yeah so do you would you are you open to having scenes with Dom is that something that you desire to have yeah you know I'm definitely open um you know honestly it's so interesting um I do think I'm like um I'm just like an energy person you know so Mm -hmm. it's like Like Trinity, for instance, I, you know, Trinity's a dom and like, I for sure would submit to Trinity in an experience, you know, like she, but she has an energy that I find to be captivating, you know, like I can trust Trinity. Um, I think uh, like Sir Marvelous in New York, if I ever met her, listen, I've had, I think three now. With him? With him. Yes. Highly recommended. 15 stars, 1000% do it. Anybody who asks me, I always say, just do it. I don't care if you go to Jersey, if you find him at an event, like I would, I would recommend it 20 times over. I believe it, you know, and that's the thing about it. Like, uh, Siphon and, um, yes, I love them. You know, like we had like, <laughs> we had an Instagram live that we did and we just were talking and like, they just had such great energy, you know, yeah. like I was like, yeah, I, I would definitely like do a scene with Marvelous and, you know, unicorn there, um, you know, helping and encouraging the energy the way that she does. Like I can see it, you know, but I'm not the type of person that's like, just because you're a dom, I want to experience you. I'm a very right. energetic type of person. So I would go nine months without doing anything. But then it's like, when I do do it, it's like, yeah, it's going to be a fucking powerful because it's the energy thing. You know, it's not about yeah. the act, but it's about the energy that makes the act for me. I agree. I agree. I think one of the things that initially I wanted to have I made a list of like different doms that I just wanted to try because I wanted to have different types of experiences. I wanted different types of domination and more so really just to know exactly like what it is that I liked. Um, More specifically, I know that I'm into the central space. I know that I'm into Shibari. I know I'm into, well now, fire play and wax play. But I also want to- Love wax and fire play. Let me tell you. (laughs) Every time I would come back from an event and I would tell my girlfriends like something that I had tried, they would like, you did what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Are you crazy? Are you hurt? How are you not like, when they hear it, they're thinking that I should be like coming out limping and cut up and stuff. (laughs) I'm like, no. I always say the high that you have like afterwards for me, I feel like lasts for days and I'm just in this, like, I can do anything. I am amazing. I can do it today. It's so (laughs) true. It is so, so true. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of, I think a lot of benefits from it, but also because there are at the same time, you also have to be very protective of your own energy and of, what you are giving out to other people as well whether it's in 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 while being in subspace or not you also have to be very protective of that because at the same time you start at least for me I would start attracting all these people in different types of personalities but they would just want to like hold on to me because they couldn't quite put their finger on it but they knew something different 
Mm. And it's like, mm, yeah, but I'm not here to like drag you along either. Right. Oh, and not to entertain you or anything like right. that. You cannot just be giving and not receiving because then that disrupts the natural order of the cycle. You know, the cycle right. of reciprocity is give to receive and receive to give. But if you just give and you're not receiving anything, well, that disrupts the nature. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Then you tapped out and exhausted. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. So what are some other, so if you don't really desire, like you're open to the idea of maybe being dominated and you're open to the idea of maybe going to someone events, but not really what, what is it that you No, I'm mean? definitely open to like going to events. I just like have not been to a lot of them, but a lot of that is because of, schedule you know like kinky yeah. game night is a lot to run um and also outside of kinky game night I have other businesses that I run so I and, and that's that's another thing like for 2022 I say you know like I am like separating myself from my brands and businesses you know and oh. rediscovering like myself you know like my hobbies like girl what the hell are your hobbies yeah. you know because everything that I do is for my businesses and brands and the other thing about it when you enjoy what you're doing it's hard to separate business from personal but you have to learn how to do that because right. even if you enjoy and love doing it it is different you know it's different to do something just to do it there's no money there's no capitalism involved there's no exchange is just purely doing it right. for fun and enjoyment you know there's no stress there's no liability there's no responsibility of others and all safety and all these things it's just I'm just doing it and you know the last two and a half years like I lost that you know because I was like so focused on kinky game night and also yeah. on cyber woman and also on my writing brand philosophical healer and then also you know I work with my mentor and you know she's really um, booming in like the cannabis industry and I'm like you know I act as like her social media consultant so it's like having to like be in in that realm and stuff like that and it's just a lot you know so yeah you know you're just like trying to have a social life still and like work out and eat healthy and right your family <laughs> and like have a fucking love life and so you just you know it's like it gets hard. It gets hard to like just be a person outside of like the things that you're curating and that you're, you know, sharing with the world and stuff like that. So I'm hoping this year for sure, like it is part of my goal to like just go out, get back to traveling. Um, Cause like before uh, I really was doing kinky game, I like I used to travel all the time, you know, uh, I would, you know, passport stamped up and stuff like that. So I'm hoping. Mm -hmm this year to like you know fly out to other people experience it and just be able to be a patriot like look yeah tie me up you know yeah. like, I, I don't nothing and nobody i get to be the one having fun here you hear yeah. my rsvp yeah because i'm so. sure too being at you know having these events it doesn't really give you the opportunity to really play as much either because you're running yeah, you're responsible for everything yeah. you know like there's there's liability you have to make sure everyone else is safe so you can't go into a subspace because you have to be you kind of have to dom the space you know right. like you are the caretaker so you know you can't yeah so but within that it's like there's always something happening you know like in 2021 KGN did like some 10 events you know like we did events yeah. like every six to seven weeks so there was no time to stop and do anything else really um you know so but like I said this year I'm definitely wanted to get out more so earlier you mentioned about siren women what is a siren woman yes oh so many things but in context <laughs> of KGN uh siren woman is our sister brand um you know KGN is powered by siren energy um to me a siren woman is um you know a, an individual a femme specifically who demands the world, you know, because they know that they are entitled to it. Um, you know, uh, nature's <clears throat> favorite creation, um, you know. And so I created Siren Woman and specifically the Siren Sorority to, you know, create a safe haven for women who are in tune or attempting to, 
you know, reconnect to that, that sensual femme, that birthing creative energy, you know, like we were all birthed by siren energy, by right. sensual energy, you know, so within that though, it could be very villainized. Um, and so it's very important for you to like take ownership of your narrative and, Part of that process is aligning yourself with like-minded people because right. we are community people. We're communal, you know, communal. We're, we're not meant to do life by ourselves, you know. And so it's important to create the families and communities that you need for whatever it is you're trying to cultivate. Um, right. So Siren Woman is a centrally empowered space for fans who are connecting with that, that sacred uh, gift within them, that sacred energy within them, teaching them how to harness it, to be supported while they harness it, while they define it, while they figure out how they want to leverage and navigate within it in the mm-hmm. social world as an individual, you know, all of those things. Because so- you need it. Yeah, it really is a sisterhood. It really, it, not just a sisterhood, but truly a support system. To yeah, really, it is. Not only just like build your confidence, but really just truly being comfortable with embracing who you are as you are, regardless of any and everything else around you. Yes, that is the forefront. You know, people always ask like, oh, are you, are you like, a, you know, a BDSM sorority? And we're like, no, but we're BDSM positive. You know, like you yeah. don't have to, want to be a dom or you know be a you know be anything specifically to be in the sorority you know you just have to be a you know badass you know like yeah <laughs> know their power or you're cultivating your relationship with your power that's it now if that looks like you expressing it by way of domination so be it if that looks like you expressing it by way of submission so be it if that looks like you expressing it by way of rope bunnying so be it but it doesn't have to be you can right. just be a siren woman you could that could that's it i'm a siren woman that's it that's yeah. enough that's enough validation and so so um uh, in your name you have it as a lady named siren where did the term lady come from you know um me navigating in the kink world you know um i think that there's always so much pressure to you know have like labels and titles you know like trying to navigate exactly what you are and you know typically like I think that um when kink parties or like you know kink positive spaces are curated it usually is done by like uh a dom you know mistress or madam or something like that you know to be presented by mistress this or madam so-and-so excuse me excuse but you know i don't resonate with those titles. I didn't resonate with that. You know, I was like, well, you know, I mean, like I said, can I, you know, can I dominate a little bit? Sure. You know, (laughs) technically y'all can do it, but like, does that feel like home to me? It doesn't. So I went on a journey of just like kind of exploring and researching like titles in general, you know, and just like things that like just different labels and like what they mean. And and I was like, I came across lady and I was like, hmm, lady, you know, like that's the woman of the house, you know, like, yeah. you know, like the curator of the house. And I'm like, this feels like home, you know, like I am the lady, you know, like the lady of the home, like kinky game night is my home and I'm curating it. But like, am I the mistress or the madam or the thumb no it mm-hmm. it has its mistresses and madams and all of that but I'm just right. a lady you know I'm just you know walking around doing the laundry making sure everyone is well <laughs> everyone has their seat at the table so it just felt like home it felt authentic to me I didn't want to be pressured to become something that I'm not right so are you open to it possibly changing just depending on with the dynamic of your of anyone personal changes or if you have like a really strong connection with the dom is that something that you would consider changing um from from well, like ladies I mean, to sub formally well I mean I, I feel like if anything a lady needs her lord you know so. yeah <laughs> tell him to change his <laughs> yeah you know 
or you know he doesn't have to change because my Lord will come you know right like, and, and a you know that's the thing a, a lady a lady respects her Lord you know like uh right. the, the Lord follows I mean the Lord leads and the the lady follows so it is a it is a you know it's a it's a um dynamic that works allows me to be a sub still and to submit to my Lord but yeah. I'm always going to be a lady right I love that. I love that because I think it just gives you the flexibility to, again, just truly embrace who you are as you are. I identified technically, according to my BDSM score, as a switch. I just think for me, in order for me to really, one, be in complete subspace with someone, I would need, I would need trust. And I would need to not be, not to judge me for whatever that looks like. And then also at the same time, because I am so dominant in the business factor, I would love to, of course, include that in, in a, in a sexual relationship, providing that it's Oh, so like, do you see yourself more as like a switch? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. The crazy thing is like, before even getting into kink or doing any of that I honestly was way more dominant and it was just because like I was a person tying the person up I was a person blindfolding them I didn't know what it was called at that time like I would be forced on them or put ice on them but I just enjoyed it yeah then you know I think just after like honestly just bad relationships I was like no I want somebody to do something to me damn it (laughs) I don't want right I'm not about to you always gotta show off your skill sets like impress me <laughs> right so then I'm like well okay I felt like being a, becoming a sub was a nice option because then it's, it really is about me but the more that I grow in the space the more I like it's not necessarily 100% about you it's just more so what is it that they can do to you that they also enjoy at the same time yes. and I think that's how I would like to see it in a relationship sense because if you're enjoying it by doing it, then I'm going to enjoy you by doing it as well because I just enjoy the feeling of it. As long as both parties are happy. That's what I really want. I definitely agree with that. And I can see that for sure. Um, My question for you, you would be, have you ever met um a dom that you wish to be a submissive to one thousand percent one thousand percent but it was because when I first got in the space that's all I wanted I wanted to be a sub under someone I just didn't know what type of I didn't I didn't know there were different types of doms I didn't know that I didn't know that was a thing so when I met someone who I felt like was someone I wanted to submit to and then I couldn't oh god my heart was why couldn't you though (laughs) because that particular dynamic wasn't going to work for me in terms of like I also like yes I am into kink and all of those things but I also am very traditional in the regular world in the vanilla world so and I know it's so funny that you say that because like it's so funny because people are always looking at me when I'm like oh like I to get married and all this kind of yeah. stuff and I'm like oh, monogamous and they be like really I'm like yeah I want my white dress I'm talking about. <laughs> yes like I want to be married happy you know yes yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have those things in the king space I just think in my mind I just didn't know that it was a thing and so whenever I didn't know this is going to probably sound extremely ignorant but I didn't know that doms and subs were in relationships with each other it just never I just never I don't know. It just never really clicked. Oh, yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know, you know. So yeah. It just never clicked. So then I'm like, oh, well, duh. That makes sense. That's why. Because what from the outside looking in, it just looks so beautiful. and looks so effortless. But yeah. now I understand because not only is there um, a desire to dominate in in the king space but there's also like a genuine care a genuine and love, love. Yeah. for that person. So, of course, like my scene would never look like their scene. So I think um, that was also because before I even got into the into the kink space, I wrote down that I wanted to be my dom and my current dynamic 
He is very interested in the space. He's interested in um, learning about it. But now I'm finding myself like, well, maybe we need to like pump the brakes just a hair in the kink space. Are you intimidated to bring him into the space? You said what? Are you intimidated to bring him into the space? Ooh, I think it's because you don't know what you don't know. And one thing I feel like, okay, because the relationship is so new, I want to be able to make sure that we are solid and that we are good as a unit. And then because I also know that my understanding is going into the space, whatever it is that I'm asking you to allow me to do, like if I want someone to flog me or whatever, I have to be okay with you doing it to someone else too. Mm-mm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. And I'm not sure if I ever really want to be there either. So I think what I'm trying to figure out, because now that there's an emotion attached to it, I, I, I think- You're monogamous though. And you're, your attachment style is monogamous and that's okay. 1,000%. Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's the thing about it. I think a lot of times when people think of kink, you know, because you have like different types of um, individuals in kink, you know, like you can have life, you can have uh, swingers, you know, you get right. poly people, but you can be monogamous in kink as well. You know, like you can explore kink with your partner in your dynamic and that's it, you know? So even if you came out to a uh, kink experience, that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to, explore with other people and also too you know that's why like at KGN we have practitioners because that's a professional which is very different from you playing with the patron you know like right, it's, um, right. it would be the equivalent of like um your that would be like um that would be like if you Let's say they have a bachelor party, right? There's a stripper at a bachelor party. You know that a stripper is hired to get right. on that day, as opposed to if you go to the club and some right. girl come up to your <laughs> man trying to dance with him, like, ma'am, absolutely <laughs> not. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different story. Now, you know, some people are gonna say, nah, I don't want, I don't want, I, I don't want to strip on my man too. And okay, that's a different conversation. Right, but right, right. <laughs> generally, though, you know, um, a professional practitioner does feel and look different than interaction with just another community member. It's a little bit more right. personal, a little bit more attraction there. The practitioner is who the practitioner is. You know, like regardless if there's an attraction or not, they're the individual that this that has the skill set. So it's about their skill set and not necessarily about them a lot of times right um in 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 the in the context of like um a, a kink party you get what I'm saying so it's like for instance even with like my practitioners I'm sure like not every person like my must like a sometimes I have like male massage therapists right women are not you get what I'm saying looking at the male the male massage therapist like oh I want to take him down no they want (laughs) to take down them knots in their back you know right that's what they want you know like and so it's it's a you know like there's it's just like a difference I feel like that professionalism creates like a barrier um you know but again you don't have to do that either you know like you could just go and have fun with each other you know like yeah like see I'm totally down with us doing something together in this space if I want to give him head or if he wants to eat me out or if we want to have sex like that's totally fine right but at the same time I would also love the opportunity of to have someone teach like him how to flog or how to properly do wax play or to do fire play in the future. But I would also want it to come from a place of being just interested and curious um, naturally. I don't want him to feel like he has to do these things because that's in the space that I'm in. And so what I'm learning right now is that, oh, he's very curious. And, you know, we definitely have tried a few things just like, casually just to kind of see so it's nice to know 
that the curiosity is there, but I don't want to just rush and put everything up front. Like here, all this, by the way, let's do all of it. <laughs> That's super valid, you know, yeah. like, because kink can be intimidating, especially when you're around so many different levels yeah. of people and, you know, and, and wants and desires and all of those, there's a lot of energy. So it can be intimidating and it can be overwhelming. So I think that that's smart, you know, um, maybe to start with workshops or, you know, something a little bit more hands-on, one-on-one, yeah. um, as it naturally is an interest for you both. Right. And then future would be like, yes, we're going to, I want to formally be trained by like a dom and sub and then properly be named and properly be placed. Like I would love all that. Sounds crazy, but I think it'd be so fun. <laughs> no, I love that. And listen, ceremony and tradition is important. And I think yeah. that's amazing that you, you know, are honoring the systems. Mm. I love that. Um, no. yeah. I can't wait to see what your official naming will look like. I know, right? And be excited. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I normally do a kink of the week every episode, but this time I'm actually going to be doing something special because um, we are going to be doing a giveaway for definitely yes. So either for a single individual or a couple, um, there will be rules in the description of what to do. Um, in order to qualify, of course, you must be vetted first because safety is of most importance. So um, I will definitely have uh, all of Kiki Game Night's info in the post. Um, but yes, we are going to raffle off a ticket so that way you can experience this event that I literally talk about every single day. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am so excited and we are just so excited to have you, Simone, in a community. You are absolutely amazing and we are so happy that you have this podcast. Like, congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so, so excited about it too. My baby. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Well, hopefully you will definitely come back. You can bring some siren with the women with you the next oh, time. Of course. You, know. you already know. Yes. <laughs> siren woman edition. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to attend the event this weekend. It's going to be great. And I'm excited that you guys already have, in case the event is not available to you this month, you guys are already planning on coming a couple of other times this summer as well. So um, definitely keep a lookout yeah. for that. Yes, yes, yes. Super exciting stuff. Um, I'm just really excited to experience the magic in Reverend Dallas. Like, Featuring is so awesome. You know, he was all like, I want to take you guys out Friday or Saturday. We'll work for you. So are you, so you, you definitely invited. Let us know. Come yeah, on. girl. Let me know, girl. <laughs> no, you're yeah. coming out having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Red Room is is a... Is it is it technically just a play space? Because I actually never been. Is is it set up like a play space? Is it set up more like? Um, it's definitely like a like a DIY dungeon. But oh, also, nice. Okay. Yes, but feature and more so. Um, you know, like he describes it as like a like an orgasmic art space. But you know, you know, as kinksters, we're like that's a dungeon, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> But yeah, it's really cool because like a lot of the stuff inside of there, he created himself, like the cross, the bed. Oh, that's cool. The bed, it like, is like literally designed for Shibari, like for Shibari play. Like he's just so many things that he made himself, like built. And it's just the stool, like the 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 impact play um, stools. Like I'm just so impressed wow. with him. Amazing. Well, I'm definitely excited to see it and just be in the space and just feed off of everybody. So I, again, appreciate you for doing this with me. And I really cannot wait for this weekend. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. And I can't wait to see, you know, who wins the raffle. And yes. I can't wait to see... You just know, like, just how, how sensual and kinky we get this Saturday, so. Yes, 
Yes. And thank you guys also for listening um, for today's episode. And we'll be back in the future. Ta-ta. Peace out.